you, Lord. The Lord says he's waiting on us. The Lord says, <laughs> he's waiting on us. What are we waiting on? Hallelujah. For today is the day. Now is the hour. Hallelujah. Glory, Lord. Lord God Almighty. You believe that God is your friend? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Believe that God is your friend. Thank you, Jesus. Because a real friend will do anything for you. And we know that he did anything for us because he sent his son. Hallelujah. He didn't send his son just to come down and condemn us and tell us, amen, how bad we were. But he sent his son because he loves us, amen, because he's the best friend we could ever have. He sent his son, amen. And his son came willingly. Yes. 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 Knowing the consequences before he came. Knowing the consequences before he, he stepped out of eternity onto earth. Amen. Knowing the consequences, he came anyway. Yes. Yes. Because he's our friend. Amen. You know, we have some natural friends. Amen. They'll do a lot for us. But as much as they may care for us and love us, amen, there's a limit to what they will do. Let's be honest. There's probably a limit to what we will do also. But Jesus, he gave it all. He laid down his life. He's better than a friend. He's a brother. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. Amen. He's God Almighty. And I'm glad about it. You glad about it? Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, as we get started here, I got to share something. My sweetheart really encouraged me when she left yesterday. Uh, she said, babe, you got your word? Uh, did I say, yeah. Me and the Lord didn't talk. We got, I got it together. And she said, well, what's it going to be? And I told her, I said, I'm going to be coming from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. I said, the title I have for, for that is Payday is Coming. And she said, oh, baby, that sounds like one of your good ones. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you always want to show off when I ain't there. <laughs> so she made me feel good, amen. I don't know about you, amen, but, you know, you can get a little bit more oomph in you. Yeah. When your spouse pat you on the back, you, know, right. you, you get a little more oomph in you, you know, when 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 you see that they are pleased about what you're doing or trying to do. But amen, hallelujah. I'm I'm glad to be before the people of God today, man. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I never take it for granted, amen, to stand before the people of God. Uh, I was con- constant, uh, constantly going back and forth in, in my spirit and scripture, man, but what I want to do because traditionally uh, in times past, this time of year, I'd be specifically talking about Christmas and, and both things like that. But I really felt in my spirit, man, I said uh, that I should leave that to the pastor in whatever direction he's going uh, with that. And so the Lord brought me to Second Peter, amen, 
chapter 3. Amen. As you know, it's my custom before I get to the scripture, amen, I'm going to lay a little foundation, you know. Uh, and I begin by saying this. It's clear from scripture, amen, from uh, history that uh, many are perishing and have perished and will probably perish, amen. We, we know that it's a fact of life. But only those who fight a good fight, amen, and finish their course will be saved. Second Peter chapter three of this book that we find at the end of the New Testament. Amen. Uh, five books before the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. It is written by Peter, uh, the, the bold fisherman. Amen. Who ended up leaving his nets and, and following Christ. Amen. Let, let me give you a brief synopsis of second Peter here. Amen. Peter is writing. Amen. To the church, the body at large. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. Peter is, is writing to remind you when you read from First uh, Peter and Second Peter, all those chapters. Amen. He, he's writing, amen, to remind us of things that we already should know and know to be true. Amen. Because we need to keep them in our forefront. We, we need to keep these things in, 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 our, in our thoughts consistently, constantly. Amen. About what is going on around us. He says, amen, he addresses his dear friend, 2 Peter 3, 1. He said, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate, to encourage you, to wholesome, amen, thinking. In 2 Peter 2, Peter is reminding us, amen, of the dangers at hand in the church. Mm -hmm. He is writing to remind us of things we know to be true. He, he reminds us of things we need to go beyond just being comfortable in being a Christian, you know. Some folks say, man, they, they say, well, I've been saved X amount of years and, and, and I've been with the Lord and, and, and that's great and that's wonderful. But it's more to it than that. There's a responsibility that comes with being the child of the king. Amen. You, you, you always like to take it to the natural because we can see those things. Amen. You know, when, when, uh, uh, when you look at the, the king and, and well, not the king now, but you look at royalty in England. Amen. You know, I use them because most of us can, can identify with who they are. We know who they are. Amen. You know, there's a responsibility that comes with those titles. There's responsibility, amen, that comes, amen, with being the child, amen, of the king, i.e. child of the queen, amen. And when, some, when they get in trouble, it, it, the way it's see, mentioned in, in the paper, when something is going on, it says the queen. She has made a decision or she said this, that, or the other. Or the queen is going to probably do this or that or the other. Amen. Why? Because there's a responsibility, responsibility in being part of that royal family. Well, it's the same way in this royal family. There's a responsibility that we have, amen, to the king. Amen. The responsibility that we have one to another. Amen. And so Peter, amen, is reminding the body of Christ, amen, hallelujah, amen. He, he reminds us that we need to go beyond just being comfortable, amen, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, amen. He goes on to say that there are seven things that we need to, to be conscious of, that we need to add to those things. He says virtue, knowledge, and temperance, which is self-control. He says patience and godliness. He says these things, amen, we need to, you know, also, you know, incorporate them into our living. Amen. He says brotherly kindness and charity. That is love for everybody. Yep. The, that, that, that neighbor that gets on your nerves, you know, to cuss the grass and blows in your yard. You know? So that's kind of a little brief, really brief synopsis of, of what uh, Peter was writing about here. But we want to concentrate on Second Peter chapter three, verse one through four. I'm asking you to stand with me if you don't mind, if you're able. 
We're going to get right to it. Amen. Because I'm going to try to obey the pastor. We're going to get out of here. and I don't think we're going to make it. Second <laughs> Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. If you're there, say amen. amen. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle. Amen. In both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Amen. Knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray that you would be at your servant. Lord God, as I open my lips of clay, Father, to speak according to thy will, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that as I stand before your people, use me, O Lord God, that they hear not the voice of this man, but the voice of the precious Holy Spirit. That, Lord God, we are led to become the men and women of God you've called us to be. We give thanks and we give praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Before you see it, turn to somebody and ask them, do you think he's really coming? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There is something, something about believing Jesus. The scripture says, amen, the, the scoffers, amen, those, amen, they whispered in our ears even this day. It says, hallelujah. It says, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise, amen, of what you said the scripture said about this Jesus that you call the Christ? Where is the promise, amen, that he's going to do what he said he's going to do? We've been waiting. This is what the, the, uh, Peter was writing, amen, because he, he heard what they were, what people were saying to the church around them, amen. And, and they were saying, he says, you've been believing this for how long? Where's the promise at? Now, you know, they, 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 they're probably referring back to, let's say, even just up to the time that Christ had died on the cross and rose three days later. But when you look at scripture, amen, hallelujah, amen. It goes all the way back to Genesis. I kind of hit on that this morning where God had a plan in place already. And so here they're asking the question. They're questioning whether or not God is who he said he is. And whether or not he is what? A promise keeper. Mm-hmm. Payday is coming. You know, in, 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 in the uh, natural sense, hallelujah, we know that payday Amen. For some folks, it's every two weeks. You know, I guess some folks will get paid every week. You know, uh, sometimes it's once a month. Amen. But you know, payday is coming because why? You you put in some time somewhere. You have done something. Amen. And, and, and now because of that, amen, you're going to get the fruits of your labor. And, and the fruits of your labor, amen, is that, you know, the, the payday that's on the first or the 15th or whenever it is, amen, and you receive, amen, the fruits of, of your labor. I mean, you understand it's the same way in the kingdom of God. It's the very same way in the kingdom of God. 
We have to understand, amen, that this payday that I'm referring to, amen, hallelujah, that this payday, amen, that the scripture is referring to, amen, where it says, for since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue and they were as they were from the beginning. In other words, it said, you're never going to receive what God said. We've been waiting all this time. It's not going to come to pass. We've been trusting and believing, but where is it at? How is it going to come to pass? You still believe that? It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. That's what they're saying. But it is, it's not just happening here. It's happening today. Right now. There are so many that have fallen away from the faith. Various reasons and, and all those things, but many because they've given up on the promise. They've given up on believing that what God has said is going to come to pass. And what Peter is writing to the body of Christ here, amen, is to encourage, amen, us, amen, to understand that, amen, there is a day coming, amen, when you're going to receive yes. the promise of what God has declared. Yes. Amen, somebody? Yes. Hallelujah. It says endure. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't give out. Do not give in. There's a payday coming in Christ Jesus. I know the world don't believe it, and the world wants us to turn away from it, and they can choose whatever they choose to do. But I come by to encourage somebody today, amen, that if God said it, it's going to happen. It may not happen the way I think it's going to happen. It may not happen the way you think it's going to happen. But whatever it is, amen, however it is that God is going to do it, you can stand on it, amen, or they say, if they say the word, amen, you can write that check, amen, because it's going to happen. Yes. <clears throat> the only question is when. We talked about it a little bit, amen, today in our Sunday school. We talked about the fact, amen, that Hallelujah. You have to walk by faith. If I can't say it any other way, I, I say it like this. It is not blind faith. What I mean by blind faith is that you're not groping in the wind. You're not groping in the darkness. And well, I, I believe, I believe. I, 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 you know, I don't know, no, no, no. But the faith that we have in God is a tangible faith. We can believe in his promise, amen, because we can see, amen, the consistency. We can see, amen, the, the, the honesty of his word day to day in scripture from one scripture to the next scripture, amen. When God said it, it came to pass. If he said it was going to happen, it happened. If he says it was not going to happen, it did not happen. And for the men of God and, and the women of God, amen, hallelujah, in these trying times that we live in with all the chaos and, and all hell breaking loose around us, amen, all we have to do is understand, amen, that there's a payday coming. Uh, uh, don't give up. Uh, uh, don't give out. Uh, do not give in, man. But trust what God has said in your life. Trust what the word of God is declaring today, amen. I know the world is saying, oh, that's a bunch of phony baloney, amen. Believe what you want to believe. But I know for myself. Hallelujah. Can anybody say that you know for yourself, amen? I, you may not know it like I know that. And I may not know it like you know it, but I know that if God said it, it's going to happen. Whew. Can't explain everything. Don't know how God is going to do all that he's going to do. But it's a, he's a promise-keeping God. Uh-huh. Anybody know that? He, he's a promise-keeping God. He's not like Brother Miller. Say, I, I, I may tell you something with good intentions to make it happen, make it come to pass, but, you know, something to come up with some, 
you know, happen, come around, and whatever happens, amen, I get to pray, well, I say, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that now. You don't have that issue with God the Father. You don't have that issue with God the Son. You don't have that issue with the Holy Spirit, amen. You don't have those issues, amen, because when he says it, it's already done. Yes. You, you, yes. you realize, amen, when the things that God speaks, we're trying to catch up to them. We, we think we're waiting on God to do it. God's already done it. He's waiting on us to catch up to it. When he says it, it's already done. Yes. It, it, <laughs> there is a place in our walk in Christ, or there are many places I should say, stumbling blocks, or should I say opportunities for us to not believe God. There are ample opportunities. There are ample places, amen, where the promise of what God has said he's going to do in your life. He says he's going to save your children, your spouse, amen. He's going to deliver you from this or that or the other, amen. Where he says, amen, he's going to make a way out of no way, amen. There, there, there are plenty of opportunities in our lives to not believe God. Because it hasn't happened in the time frame. We, we needed it to happen. We wanted it to happen. We thought it was going to happen. But how many know? It's the song says he's a one-time God. Amen. Huh? Amen. He's a one-time God. Amen. I, I could stand here, as many of you probably could, I could give you testimony after testimony after testimony. I wrote down a few right here. Just a few. Of what God has done in your lives, in my life. Because of that, amen, you know that when you read something in the word, amen, you say, okay, that's one precept. I'm going to step on that by faith. I'm going I'm to trust what the word says. And you're standing there, amen, and I says, okay, I want you to go a little bit further out. I want you to trust me for this. I want you to believe me for this. All right, God. Standing on solid ground. I'm standing on the word of God. I'm sitting on the foundation that is Christ Jesus, the, the cornerstone here. And every step you take, every step I take, the ground gets firm and firm. It's not that the ground was ever weak, but it's our faith that is growing. It's our trust that is growing in Christ. Amen. So that when, amen, the scoffers come along, when the unbelievers come along and they say, amen, where is the promise of his coming? Hallelujah. So you have to understand the church was going through persecution. Amen. This was the time of Nero. Amen. There was all kind of persecution going on to the church of the living God. Hebrews says, amen, that, what, that, they, that they, they had to leave their homes, amen, they had to start to live in caves, amen. It says, amen, that they lost all their possessions, amen, but they would not renounce Christ Jesus because of what? The promise. What I'm trying to convey to you this morning, amen, is that you might be going through something. The enemy might be giving you ample opportunity to say, do not believe God. I, I can't trust what the Lord has said. I cannot trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. But I come by to encourage you today and tell you, hold on. Don't give up. Don't give out. 
Hey, believe what the word of God is saying. If you need some encouragement, just go back to the word and say, amen. Start in the book of Genesis, amen, and begin to just flip through some pages, amen, and you begin to see the promise of what the Lord is saying. You begin to see, begin to see the consistency, amen, and the faithfulness, amen, of when God says something, he does something, amen. Yes. Hallelujah. You all know the stories. I just want to share a few with you, amen. But you remember, amen, when the children of Israel were out in that dust, amen. Hallelujah. And they had left Egypt and all the bounty, bounty that was in Egypt, all the pomegranates and, and the fish and all the wonderful food. And now they're out there in the dust. I told them how long it was. It wasn't very long, a few days. Some scoffers started to come along and said, wait a minute, Moses. What you done done, man? You got all of us out here in the middle of this dust. No water, no food. Not let the last of us on anyway. But what the Lord had told them? He told Moses, he said, look here. He said, you get all my people together. He said, you tell them, I said, it's time to get up out of Egypt. He said, you just tell them to follow you as I lead you. And as they begin to go out through that dungeon, amen, as it is with most of us, amen, they begin to look around and see the desolation that was around them, the emptiness that was around them. Because many of them, amen, they had bound themselves, amen, to the physical things that they had seen in Egypt, the physical things that they could put their hands on and they trusted and believed in. And now God is telling the children of Israel, I want you to walk by faith. You're in that desert. They said, what are we going to eat? And God shows up in the most miraculous way. The Bible says what? That manna. And we don't know exactly what manna was. But we do know that whatever it was, <laughs> it fed the nation of Israel. Yes. Whatever it was, amen, it was good enough to sustain them and to keep them for 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. We know, amen, that whatever it was, amen, that when God says he's going to take care of you, he's going to take care of you. Yes. Yes. Look in the scriptures, amen, and we see how it is that this individual has some friends, but this individual uh, in this very corrupt environment, but in the highest halls of a kingdom, talking about Daniel, how it is that he had to make a decision. Am I going to believe God? Am I going to trust God? Amen. Or am I going to do what everybody else is doing? The Bible says, amen, that as it is with corrupt men, they try to set him up for failure. And in one sense, they succeeded. Because it says, amen, that Daniel was a man, amen, that prayed three times a day. And even though the king and the emperor had made a law that you could not pray to his God anymore. You could only pray to his God, the king's God. But Daniel was a faithful man. And so he prayed, as the Bible says, to use the word, as was his custom. Three times. And of course they were waiting. He said, oh, well, there we go. Right on time. Consistency. Got a question. Are you consistent like that? Can somebody book you? Can somebody book you for the things you do for Christ? Because you're so consistent about it. He took it to the king, and they, you got to give you got to give Lord Nebuchadnezzar, you know, some credit. He didn't want to do what he did, but he made a law. And the law said that you could only pray to the Medes and the Kurds. 
king. I mean, God. So he got what thrown into the lion's den. There's a promise. The promise is that if you're a child of the king, if you're obedient to the word and will of the living God, you can be laid down with the lions, and the lions won't touch you. The Bible says, amen, that Daniel went into that lion's den, amen. Hallelujah. And so it's about that time. I think I ain't got no watch, but I not time you go to sleep. Said he slept with the lions. The king rushes out the next morning. Him and his his crew, amen. They go out there, and, and the king's expecting to see Daniel all stripped of shreds and, and tore up. And he says, Daniel, and he says, I'm well, king. You know the rest of the story. The king let Daniel out, and he threw those crooked men in there. And the word of God says that those lions devoured them. You can trust the word of God. Amen. I only got like uh, eight pages here. I'm, I'm gonna probably only use I'm gonna probably only use four. Okay, five or six maybe. No, let me be serious here. There is an expectancy that we should have as children of the King. Psalms 62 and 5 says, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectancy is from him. There should be an expectancy in us as children of the king, amen, to trust and believe that whatever he has declared, amen, is going to happen, amen. And so we have an expectancy, amen, hallelujah, not only the things in our, in our uh, local lives, amen, but more importantly, of the return of the Lord. Hallelujah. I know you... Those of us that have lived longer than a couple of days, amen, we've been taught, as long as we've been in church, that the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. And even as it says in Scripture here, it seems like not much has changed, you know, for the good anyway, from the first time you may have heard that to today. And so there are many in the body of Christ, amen, they believe God, they trust God, but, but, but they really don't have an expectancy anymore that the Lord is going to show up like he said he would. Oh, he's going to come, but... I don't really expect to see him in my lifetime. But I come by to tell you, amen, I don't know when the Lord's going to show up, but I got to expect to see that he is. I'm trying to live my life in circumspect yes. that it might be while we're in the church today. I, I don't know when he's going to show up, but I got to expect to see that God is going to show up out of nowhere just like that. The Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, things are going to change just like that, amen. So I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to happen, amen. I might be here. I might be in my car. I might be on my way to work. I might be sleeping in my bed. I don't know, amen. But I got an expectancy that is coming. And I have a desire to see him. See, my expectancy and my desire go together. Amen. See, some folks, you know, well, I want the Lord to come, but not today. There's some things I want to do today. Well, I believe God, but, you know, well, I, yeah, 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 I, brother, well, I got it, but not today. Well, okay, if the Lord will wait two more weeks, come two weeks, no, so I'm going to Jamaica. So I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> I'm going to the football game. <laughs> but I have an expectancy. I expect God to do what he said he's going to do. And, and anybody looking for the Lord? I mean, don't get me wrong. Nobody, I don't believe anybody, at least I don't, I say me. I don't wake up every morning. 
No, no, no. But what I am trying to say, man, that there's an expectancy in my spirit. Yes. There's a desire in my spirit. That when I turn on the news, amen, when I read the newspaper, when I go out through my day to day and I see what's going on, I say, oh, man, God, the Lord's going to show up. I, I can just tell by the signs of the time. It's about that time. I, I don't know if it's going to be today, tomorrow, next week, or next year, but, but, but it's about that time. And so I'm trying to make sure myself, I'm girded up, amen, hallelujah. I'm trying to make sure, amen, that I'm living a life where it had me to live, amen. I'm trying to make sure, amen, that you don't catch me with my work undone, amen. I'm trying to make sure, amen, that when he shows up, I hear him say, hither come up, amen, you that believe and have trusted in Jesus Christ. I have an expectancy for and in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I expect for God to do what he said. He's going to do. God wants us to live, amen, with an attitude, hallelujah, of expectancy, amen. He wants us, amen, to, to believe and to, to trust, amen, that no whatever's going on in our lives, amen, that God is going to work it out for you. All things work to the good. To who? To them that love the Lord. Uh, to them that are called, what? According to my purpose, mm, to the pastor's purpose, mm, to the first lady's purpose, mm, to your husband, mm, but called to his purpose, hallelujah. And because you're walking in circumspect, in other words, you're walking, amen, in fear of disobedience. Not fear of but you're walking and saying, I do not want to disobey God. No, I ain't doing that. No, that's why I don't smoke and drink more. That's why I don't run around the club. Why? Oh, I can do it, amen. But I don't have anxiety. Why? Because, man, I want to see Jesus. And I want, I want to hear him say, well done, God, good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear him say, you work of iniquity, I never knew you. Why? I don't want to hear that. So I have an expectancy, amen, because I'm trying to live my life up according to this word and with the help of the Holy Spirit, amen, in obedience and submissiveness unto him. Hallelujah. I think I can make it. I think I can make it. Not because he, he can't do it, but because he has. I, I think I can hold on by faith yes. until he show up. Yes. But how many of you know it shouldn't be a struggle? It shouldn't be a struggle. Oh, man. I'm a, I made it through another day, first lady. Tomorrow, I hope I can make it through another. No, no. That's, that's not the kind of struggle I'm talking about. But I'm saying that it's a spiritual struggle when the, the enemy is saying, don't pay attention to that. Don't trust that word of the living God. Jesus is not who he said he is. And it's a struggle man, because all the things around us in this world speak against this. That's right. So it's a struggle, man. You send your kids to school and, and you want to get there and get a wonderful education. But in too many of our schools, amen, they're teaching a whole lot of heresy and stuff. Even though they shouldn't be teaching the Bible, they don't teach the Bible. They just teach against the Bible. Mm -hmm. right. They teach things that are outright lies that the word of God says is not true. They try to encourage your kids, amen, to accept some things that God says do not accept. Mm -hmm. And so we, 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 we have an expectancy, amen, that God's going to show up. But until he shows up, man, there's a struggle, amen. And the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but, but against powers and principalities, amen, from high places. In other words, it's spiritual warfare. But my expectancy is because my God is a mighty God. Because your God is a mighty God. Because he's creator of everything. Because he has all power in his hands. Amen. Because he is able to do what he said he's going to do. The Bible says that you just stand with me. I know you don't understand everything. I know you can't explain everything. But you just stand. He says when you get tired of standing, just stand some more. Amen. Because I got you. Because I said I'm going to keep you. I said I'm going to do for you. I said I'm going to. It's in the fact that God is who he said he is. Amen. I'm not a man that I should lie. 
or the Son of Man that I should repent, saith the Lord. If God said it, it's going to happen. So get ready. Payday's coming. Put your wages in now. Amen. Put in a good day's work now. Amen. And you know, I'm reminded, I didn't put this in my notes, but I'm reminded, amen, of the rich man, hallelujah, went out in the Bible, uh, has the story of when they get laborers to bring in the harvest. And they went out early and got laborers and, and he said, I needed some more. And he, he went out a little later on and he got some more. And he went out a third time and got some more. And, and at the end of the day, when payday showed up, end of the day, he began to hand out the wages. And those that at the beginning, amen, they started to notice, wait a minute, that dude Miller, he only been here an hour, and he got the same thing I got? I've been here all day. How in the world that work? What am I trying to say? It don't make no difference if you get saved today. But he got saved 15 years ago. It makes no difference to the Lord. Because he loves us equally. He just wants you to come back to the kingdom. He just wants you to come back, amen, and be the child of God he's called us to be. Hallelujah. And some folks are going to get in by the very skin of their teeth, to use a phrase. But you know something? They're going to still receive a crown of glory. So it's not about how long you've been saved. It's not about how long or how many things you did for the Lord. It doesn't make a difference if you're a preacher or not. It doesn't make a difference if you sing up in front of folks for the Lord or not. The only difference is, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you made a decision, amen, that you're going to trust him because he says he's going to show up? I don't know when he's going to come, amen, but I believe he's going to come. And so therefore, amen, I'm looking with expectancy. I'm living with expectancy. I'm expecting God to do what he said he's going to do. Why? Because all of his word, amen, all of his testimony shows me that whenever he says something, it happens. Amen. Hallelujah. All of you know, amen. Somebody, all of you have prayed for something and said, God, I need you to intervene in this. I need you to show up in this, amen. And you weren't sure how God was going to do it, but you needed God to show up. How many can raise their hand and say, Yes, I prayed. I trusted God and He showed up on time. There's something about having an expectancy in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 62 and 2 says, he, is on, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. See, you're not going to give me enough to trust the word of God. There was a time, there was a, there was a window. I remember when I first got saved, there was a window. He almost got me. Almost drew me back in. Almost got me to go back. But you know what kept me on the right path? Somebody didn't say anything to me. I just began to remember what God had already done in my life. I began to remember, amen, how far he had brought me. I was a young Christian. I'm talking young, I'm talking uh, a year saved. And, and I remember, hallelujah. So thinking about, amen. All that God had done, and I'm in the church, amen, and I'm seeing God do these miraculous things in other people's lives, and, and I'm getting encouraged, amen. That's why the Bible says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. 
Is that blind faith? No, no, no. But it's because you can look back over your life. Not just scripture. We need the scriptures. But sometimes you can't remember the scripture. Sometimes you can't quote it dressed like it is, amen. And you might get it mixed up or something like that. But you remember what God did for you. Uh, you remember when he turned that into this, amen. You remember even the, when the devil said this and God said, no, it's this. Uh, you remember, amen, when the doctor said, this is what's happening to you. And therefore, this is what's going to happen to you. And God said, no, not yet. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing and restoration over your life. I remember, you remember. It's those things, amen. This wait a minute. <laughs> All right, God. I don't know about that. That's, that's new territory for me. But this is old territory. You already done, done all this. <laughs> yep, you already done, done all this. So if you can do all that, I can believe you for this. Yes. I can believe you for that. Yes. Well, how God gonna do it? I don't know. But when he gonna do it, definitely don't know that. <laughs> but I know he's gonna do it. Why? Because you've already done all that. Can anybody say amen? Thank you, Jesus, for what you've already done. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus, for the promise of your coming. Hallelujah. The reason we live the life that we live is that there's a promise of redemption. There's a promise, amen, that all that we've been going through, amen, is for a reason. Hallelujah. There's a reason, amen, we endure to the end, hallelujah, because God made us a promise. And that promise is worth more than all the gold in the world. That promise is worth more than all the diamonds and silver and precious things this world has. Because that promise comes from eternity. That promise comes from the creator. That promise comes from a place of love. And you can trust in it. You can trust in him. Because there's no God like our God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23 and 17 says, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in fear of the Lord all day long. For surely there is an end. And thine expectation shall not be cut off. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to give you plain speak for that in a minute. Let me just paraphrase it for you. You're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed. Trust God on to the end. Amen. Believe believe it when he says he's going to show up. Because when he show up, he's going to show out. Amen. Believe God. Amen. When the word says, amen, there's a day and a time and an hour coming. Amen. Where the whole world want to see that all that you and I have believed in is going to come to pass. Amen. We will not be disappointed. Psalms 89, 34. No, I will not break my covenant, says the Lord. I will not take back a single word I said. Now, Brother Miller didn't say that. God said that. You can bank that. Let me read it to you again. Psalms 89, verse number 34. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. Do you, you hear that? God's not going to take back a word he said. So you're waiting on some things right now that God has spoken over your life. God's not going to take it back. If he said it, get ready to receive it. 
payday is coming. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine says this. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us were not willing that they should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, the reason God, one, one of the reasons we believe the Lord hasn't showed up already because of his love and grace. He waiting on the unsaved to come to him. Now he already knows that everybody's not going to come. We, we realize that. But he loves us. What if he had showed up before you got saved? What if he showed up before you got saved? been messed up. I don't know all there is about that place that was not created for me and you loving what scripture says and what it, it says about it is enough for me to say I don't want to go there. Because it's not one of those things where you go there and die. It's like, no, no, no. If I remember scripture correctly and it's something about eternity. Forever and ever and ever. Yes. Torment. I don't want to do that. See, I, you know, I'm just so good for a little while. I can endure some things. But I don't think I can endure eternity like that. So I'm going to go ahead and take a chance that it's not really a chance. And I'm going to trust what the word of God says. Because he said he's not going to take back a word. So all those promises that the Bible says are for the believer, they're for you. They're for me. Mm -hmm. For those that believe today and those that shall believe tomorrow. But they're for the body of Christ. And because they are for the body of Christ, and the word of God says that he is not going to, that is the father, is not going to take a word back. You can count on it. You can bank it. You can have an expectancy that is going to come to pass. Hebrews 10, 35 says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recommence of reward. I'll break that down for you in a minute. Then for five puts it like this. Do not, therefore, Fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. In other words, amen, hallelujah. Don't give up on God just yet. Because there is a payday coming. There's a reward that comes with our obedience and our submissiveness, our praise and our worship unto the living God. There's something. There's a reward at the end. And we all understand rewards. You know that, you know, okay, well, I only got like an hour, so I'm going to have to this fast. <laughs> we understand that in the natural, that when you work hard, you expect to receive something for your hard work. Matter of fact, when you work hard, amen. If it's, if it's doing something that you really, you know, enjoy doing, you expect a reward, but you don't do it for the reward. You do it for the joy of doing it. Again, that's how the kingdom is. We have an expectancy that God is going to do what he said he's going to do, that there is a place, a mansion that he is building, amen, for each and every one of us. And it's going to be great to have that mansion and all the things that heaven is going to provide, but and we don't do it because of that. We do what we do. We have faith in Christ Jesus because of who he is. Because of what he's done. Our faith in Christ, our expectancy in Christ, amen, is that, amen, he's been so good to me. He's been so good to you. 
I'm not my expectancy that God's going to do what he said he's going to do, amen. And I do the things that I do in Christ Jesus. It's because, amen, I, I, I just want to please him. You know? Wives do things for their husbands, amen. You know, my, my wife is always doing something for me. You know, just little small things, you know. And she said, babe, because I know that's what you like. She says, I know that's, that's what you want. That, that's why I do those things. And a lot of ways, that's why we do the things we do for the Lord. We know that's what he wants. We, we, we read the scriptures and we, we get the understanding, amen, of how we should live our lives. And so, therefore, we want to be pleasing unto him. And, and so, therefore, we do those things. I mean, knowing that there's an expectancy at the end, but it's not so much that. But the real thing is what? Not, not the things we're going to get in the sense of mansions and walking on the streets of gold and all that. But it's what? To see him face to face. It's the food court. I'm going to shout to, to see God. Yes. To be able to say to him, many probably through tears, I don't know him, but say, thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Or if the song says, I made it. Yes. I made it. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. We do it, amen, because of all that he's already done for us. We do what we do, amen, because, amen, if it had not been for the Lord, as tough and as rough as you may think your life has been, amen, there is an expectancy, amen, that if I had not been in the Lord, amen, it could have been worse off. What is worse off? Name anybody anywhere in this world, amen, that had been through some things that you look at and say, oh, man, I can't. it could have been you. So my expectancy, my desire, to do the things that are pleasing to the Lord. It's because I want to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence with have great recompense of reward. You're going to get. Amen. What God says, you're going to get. Galatians 6, 7, For what every man sows, that... And that only is what he will reap. What a man sows, a man reaps. Mm. What do you sow? What am I sowing? There are some folks, amen, that you can see by their stories, their testimonies, amen, in the world. They, they set out. They had a mindset to Accomplish this thing, whatever this thing is. Amen. You look at the great men of industry in our in our nation uh, from times of old and even today, I guess. But you can look at the Rockefellers and the J.P. Morgans and the Carnegies and, and all those type of men. Amen. But they, 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 they got an idea of the God's done. They said, this, I'm going to make this happen. And they got single-minded on that thing. And they did whatever it took for them to be successful at that. Some of them was legal, some of them was not legal. That's not my point. My point is that, amen, they, they, they decided, I want to go after this. And so they set their minds to it, and that's what they did. We have to be the same way in Christ Jesus. we got to get a mindset, a one-mindedness concerning the things of God. And whatever it takes for Brother Miller to be the man of God, he's called him to be. That that's what he's going to do. 
That does not mean that we walk perfectly in this world. There's going to be stumbling blocks all along the way. There's going to be pitfalls all along the ways. Amen. You're going to fall down and get dirty and all that stuff. Amen. You're going to say, how did I end up here? I, I can't believe. You're going to go through some things in this life. But the key is, amen, because of your expectancy that he's going to show up and do what he said he's going to do. Amen. You, we're going to be like that prodigal son. And we're going to come back to our senses and say, there is food, uh, there is shelter, there is clothing in my father's house. Uh, so therefore, I'm getting up out of this mess. Uh, therefore, I'm not going to believe that anymore. Get up out of here. I'm going to trust with the word of God. And say, so therefore, uh, shake it off, the Bible says. Shake it off. I'm going and walk. In faithfulness, walk in truth unto the living Because I have, and you have, an expectancy that God's going to show up and do what He said He's going to do. My Lord, there is a power in heaven, there is a power on earth, there is a power within each and every believer. Hallelujah. That we don't have to succumb to this world. Mm. See, if it was self-will, I would have never came to Jesus. Because self-will, I could have stopped doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing all myself. But I couldn't do that. Now, I'm, there's some that I guess maybe they could in some areas. Amen. But I don't want to take that chance. I, I want to trust in the one and only being I know that got all the power. I'm going to trust in Jesus. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says what well, he is able to keep yes. me. Yes. Oh, no, he didn't say me. He said he's able to keep you. Uh-huh. Oh, no, he didn't say you. He said he's able to keep us. No, no. He's able to keep, keep the believer. Amen. Them that have trusted in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus said, amen, those that are in the hand of the Lord, amen, can no ways be taken away. Hallelujah. Amen. Those that are walking in faith and believing to God the Father, amen, they have an expectancy uh, that God is getting ready to crack the skies, amen. God is getting ready to do in our lives the thing we've been waiting for him to do. My son is getting ready to get saved. Uh, he's coming back Hallelujah. to the Lord. Uh, my daughter is getting ready to be saved. Yes. Just coming back to the Lord, amen. My son and children, amen, are going to do what God has called them to do, amen. Yes. They're doing okay right now, but I want them to get the God thing and that's the world thing, amen. I, I love them to death, amen, but they're in the age, amen. I can't make them, and then if I did make them, if I could make them, it wouldn't be genuine. Even when you were younger, or maybe sometimes we were older, and you did something because you thought you were made to do it, you didn't, oh man, you didn't want to do it. You did it half-heartedly, and you couldn't wait to not do it anymore. But in Christ Jesus, Peter trying to let the church know there's some things going to be happening in the church, outside the church. But don't let go of the promise. Don't give up on what God has said. I know, I know that they're here now and they're going to be in the future. They're scoffers and unbelievers. You know, it's funny, you know, the consistency of the word. I don't have to say it to you, but it's all about the, throughout the world. But Timothy wrote about it twice, you know, about, you know, how the world was, was in his time and how it was going to be in our time. Amen. The consistency. He says in the last days, by my definition, 
may not be that yours, I'm saying, my definition, we're in the last days. He says in the last days, going to be blasphemers and no scoffers, amen, liars and cheaters. And, oh, you know he was talking about in the church, right? Mm -hmm. See, some folks kind of missed that for evening. Mm -hmm. He was talking about in the church. Teaching heresies and unthinkable things in the church. Mm -hmm. I was going to bring it, I didn't, I'm getting ready to close. I'm, 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 but I was going to, while we were gone, you know, the hotels, you know, I guess it, the uh, USA Today paper, and I read somewhere recently that USA get ready to stop publishing the papers and everything and strictly go online. But anyway, there's an article, and I kept it because I want to, it's part of something else I'm working on. But they said the Methodist church is getting ready to have another breakout. Because there are some in the church, and I thought they had already been through this, but there's some in the church that have a problem with the church wanting to ordain uh, homosexuals and things of that sort. And so there's a, a, a battle going on. And so when I read that, I'm like, really? So you call yourself a Christian, and you think that it's okay for that to happen. When the word explicitly, not that, not kind of sort of, but explicitly says in Romans, first of all, the word of God says, lives and children are not going to get in, so that's, you know, fornicated. But it explicitly says in Romans, homosexuals. And you got an issue with that? You, you, you're debating that? That's what the church is today. Yeah. When folks in the church are reading the word, they say, well, I, or I guess, or I don't believe it like that. Okay. Blasphemy. Well, you know, we want to be inclusive. Well, let me know. Heaven's not inclusive. It's exclusive. Only those that believe. too tight for some of y'all, but it is what it is. In case you didn't know, everybody not going there. All of us in this room, no guarantee all of us are going to make it, to include brother. Now, I pray that we are, that we will, that we're living according to the world, but my point is, everybody not going. Especially those that are what? Obviously doing things against the word of God. So the church is having a discussion about it. Personally, I don't see what there is to discuss. Either you're for the Lord or you're not. They're cut and dry. Either you believe the word of God or you don't. Either you have an expectancy that God is going to do what he said he's going to do or not. And so I close with this. And I do mean close. You know, I know sometimes preachers get up here. My wife used to tell me when we was pastoring. She said, baby, you know you close five times. <laughs> I've only seen the pastor close two or three times, but you know. <clears throat> Many believers think, amen, that God, when he promises something, amen, that we can live any way that we want to live. Well, you know, God said it, so that's what's going to happen. But remember that the word of God always comes with some prerequisites. First prerequisite, amen, is that you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Everything starts with Jesus. 
Well, you know, I, you know, I, I, and, and you know, they were really nice people. And, you know, fine. Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. That's that's the only question there is. Everything else, we can work on. But it starts with Jesus Christ. What they don't realize is that although, Amen, you can find a verse that kind of make it sound like well, it's okay, this okay. When you read the entirety of Scripture, Amen, precept upon precept, Amen. You understand, amen, that there's an expectancy that God has toward us. Then we're going to be obedient to the word that we're living God. Then we're not going to pick and choose, amen, what we want to believe and how we believe it. But we're just going to simply trust what God said like that. Well, I don't know other way to do it, so I'm going to do it like that until God show me a different way. And God will bring along in our lives. All of us have lived long enough, amen, and those of us that are saved, been in a church long enough, that we've seen even our church, Church of God, go through iterations and change some things, amen. Now, nothing is contradictory to the word of God. But we change the things. So the changes can come. But the bottom line, amen, is that, amen, there's an expectancy, amen, there's, there are conditions to what it's going to, God is going to do. And so my expectancy is that if I obey the word of God and I submit myself to the will of God and I allow the Holy Spirit to teach me and to guide me, amen, and in those difficult times to strengthen me, amen, to encourage me, amen, to do what God has called me to do or to just simply stand in the midst of all the trouble in my life, amen, I have an expectancy that God is going to do his part. And his part is whatever he needs to do to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, to get you from point A to point B. We need to understand, amen, that the word says that he, that we can overcome.